Hey, I thought it's time to talk about Berserk, and this one is the second chunk of those movies that I was talking about, those combo Berserk movies. It's just two big-ass fights, but it's not just, like, fighting for the sake of fighting. There's fighting with a point. Griffith starts chatting with Varys at the very beginning of this. This dude is just Varys. Like, he shows up, he's bald, and he talks shit around court. I think he's starting trouble because he has aspirations as well. I mean, why else would you talk shit? Usually, it's like, oh, I'm talking shit because it'll get me more money. This dude definitely wants power, for sure. He's, like, the face of the nobles that want to take down your boy Griffith because who the fuck let this filthy fucking peasant become a noble that, that's not where my taxpayer dollars are going let's who's just kidding i don't pay tax money i don't pay taxes i'm a noble that's shit on my face but he should the princess meets up with griffith she gives him a good luck charm and there's like pretty much like there's two charms there's a, there's a male part and a female part she's gonna keep it so just keep him safe it's to protect him on the battlefield and costco is gonna go talk to him before he went and got this charm from the princess maybe confess her feelings to griffith i doubt it i think she was just probably gonna tell him hey griffith you know here's the formation today but i think this Seeing this conversation leads her to staying on the battlefield even though she's not, she's not well. The thing is, she didn't know she wasn't going to feel great until she got there. Casca girl, come on, you keep track of that shit. I know you, I'm going to fucking show him. I'm going to be his good luck charm on the battlefield. How's that shit? So she went out fighting sick like a fool. And Guts is so mad about his situation, about overhearing Guts say like, oh, you're not, no man who doesn't have like a fucking dream and ambition is worth being my friend. Pretty much saying that nobody in, in the band of the Hawk is his friend. Maybe Casca, because Guts seems to think Casca has something, a purpose for living. And that, uh, that purpose is Griffith. Guts' feelings are still hurt about that whole situation. So him and Casca have something to take out, some rage to take out on the battlefield later that day. They fight against the whale army. This dude looks comical. His haircut, the way he talks, big dumb face, his dumb ass attacks. He's very Armstrong from Home of the Alchemist with the way he's like, this move is passed down from the generations. Only Armstrong's moves like that are set up for comedy you also shouldn't take him lightly this guy is a fucking joke and yeah he had his goofy moments but i fucking love me some armstrong so guts and casca all take their anger out on the battlefield casca's not feeling great she probably has no energy to fight and she kind of just stands there like an idiot while this guy is like i'm gonna i'm gonna do this really big stupid attack and come at you real slow and lol women shouldn't be on the battlefield and casca's like you know, she doesn't want to prove this idiot right, but at the same time, she doesn't have the energy and the strength to fucking fight this fool. Normally, she'd just be like, ba bow She was doing that all fight until the big stupid whale dude showed up. Casca is so goddamn out of it, she falls off a cliff. She just faints off a cliff, and Guts, like, Guts chases after her. Guts also falls off the cliff and, you know, tries to break, brace her fall with himself. That's a bro right there. You never had a bro until you had a bro like Guts who's willing to take the fall for you off a cliff. This is where we learn some Griffith backstory from the eyes of Casca. Uh, so Casca tells her backstory. Casca came from a cute little mixed race family. Her dad told her into slavery because he, they were like, look, we don't got no money. And Casca, because she was naive at the time, was like, oh yeah, this guy just wants to help take me out of poverty. That's never what happens. He wanted something else. And she found out, dude couldn't even wait to get back to his fucking castle or wherever the fuck he's from. Um, and he attacks her. She uh, falls out of the carriage. The guy tries to, tries to take what he wants in the fucking field. Griffith is like, what the fuck? Throws Casca his sword. And is like, yo, don't let this happen, ma. She's like, yeah, I'm gonna take up my own arms and fucking protect myself from this kind of bullshit. And she doesn't know if the idiot fell on her sword or whether she stabbed him, but she's holding a sword covered with his blood, so she took his life. Griffith is, is an angel that came out of nowhere. I wanna go wherever you go. Like, she has nothing else right now. She can't go back home. She can't... Griffith 
Griffith's like, sure, whatever, I'll I'll uh, take you with me. Because the rest of the band of the Hawk was like, this is stupid. We don't fucking have little girls in our army. And Griffith is like, do you actually know in the canon how old I'm supposed to be? Me and Koska are probably the same age here. <laughs> I think Koska's like a year younger than he is, if I remember correctly. Griffith just picked up a child army and just started marching that shit. They respect her. But everybody else, like they come across, underestimate her, which is good because then she can cut their asses up. I, I definitely like relate to Koska and I feel bad for her in this situation. Mention, uh, she also mentions that Griffith, there used to be like a super young kid in their military. Probably a little younger than uh, Rickard. Like Rickard, I think is, I don't know how old he is. I'm bad with ages, just like I'm bad with names. Because in anime, like Guts is actually supposed to be really young. Guts, I think is supposed to be 16 or some shit. Here we go, here we go again with that grappler Baki. This is my 15 year old son. Bullshit. He's gigantic. And I think Griffith is supposed to be 16 or 17. Like it's craziness how young they're supposed to be. Koska explains that they had a child soldier that really wants to be a soldier. He was a kid though. But I'm thinking to myself, he's probably not that young compared to Griffith, who at the time was probably like 14. So there's like, at the time, a 14-year-old kid in this army, probably nine years old, I want to say, in comparison to Griffith. And he had like a toy soldier. And he died. And Griffith felt fucking like heartbroken. He's like, oh, I don't want to lose anybody else. So in order to get the money to, to finance his troops and like make sure that at least his inner circle or no more kids in his military get killed. Instead of just saying no more kids in my army, he's like... I'm just going to conscript a bunch more nameless motherfuckers with the money that I get from sleeping with nobles. So he slept with this one guy. Guts could not fucking believe this. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, essentially. And Guts is like, what? He did fucking what? Don't tell me. Oh my. Did he say no homo first? And she's like, yeah, Guts. Sure. He said no homo first. It's like, Guts, calm the fuck down. You know you want to kiss Griffith's beautiful face. Guts will be like, yeah, but I'll say no homo first. (laughs) I know the fucking rules. Griffith does that. It feels fucking dirty the next day about it. Because Costco's like, please, I want to hear the tea spilled from your cup, specifically. What went down last night? And he's like, yes, up with that guy. Because I, we need the money, man. If we don't have the money, then more kids are going to die. It's like, no, Griffith. If you don't have kids in your military, they won't die. And Griffith is like, inconceivable. We need the kids in the military. We just can't have them die. This way, if I have money, we could protect them better. So Griffith does care about the people in his service. He just doesn't think that they're his friends, even though they definitely are. He just wouldn't call them that by name. He's that motherfucker you're dating, that you've been in a, a, a relationship with, that doesn't want to label the relationship you're like, yo, so what, what are we? And he's like, I don't like labels, shorty. And you're like, fuck off. Griff makes his money is what I wrote in all caps. Griffith even like starts like clawing at his own body thinking about what he had to do to make money for his people. And it's like, yo, you feel bad for Griffith for having to do that. But like sometimes you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Especially in those times where shit like that is just rampant. I mean, like later on, you you also hear about that guy having, I think it's either in the manga or in the original show or something. That Griff, one of the reasons Griffith did it is because he didn't want those boys to go through that bullshit. And he's like, if it was me, then those kids don't have to suffer or something. I, I think that was in, I don't remember, but I swear that's something that I, re- that I recall. Unless I'm remembering that wrong. This king has like a harem of small boys because he's that fucked up, depraved motherfucker. Everybody in the berserk world is, is depraved and fucked up. And that's kind of like the point. The world is super dark. There is no like salvation, but that's like the point. The point is to see the brightness in that kind of a ble- world you know also you can watch this show if you're having a rough time and be like yo at least i'm gonna live there Casca also while she's telling all these stories about griffith is like yo everything changed when you showed up because now he looks at you different he talks to you different guts is looking at her like with the dumbest expression on his face like uh and she's pretty much telling him griffith's in love with you and not me and that fucking sucks 
And Gus is just like, I don't know, I don't know what you what you mean. I'm sorry, I'm a little slow on the uptake. You have to be very literal and specific and actually tell me what you're saying. All this going around in circles because you don't want to, you don't want to outright say it. It's not gonna do it for me, fam. Yeah, I'm guts. But then, like, Liam O'Brien shows up in the brush and finds them in a cave, and they're like, shit, we gotta go. I'm so happy for Liam O'Brien, by the way. Getting on berserk? Good for you, man. They they get, they're, they're being, like, looked for by the purple whales. They get dressed, they head out, and they run into a ambush from the guts and, and Casca, like, fight together really well at first, but then she's starting to get exhausted, and he's like, look, just fucking go. And also, guts defeats this guy, Samson. Yo, Samson is hilarious. He's not, I don't think he's in the, um, new movies, which is why they cut back to the old animation for this one, but this dude is wearing, like, a fucking, fuck, what are those ugly fishes with the, with the, with the light, with the lantern? He's one of those, he has one of those masks on. Samson is this big, dumb idiot who has a ball on a chain, and he's just swinging it around, like, you know, one of those new, recent Dynasty Warriors characters, just a ball on a chain, man. Guts beats the shit out of him. Also, Guts is deflecting his fucking ball with his sword, and Casca's like, yo, that is fucking his sword up, and later on in the episode, Guts even mentions, yo, my sword is, I did a lot of damage to my sword. So I like that they have that in here. Yeah, everything is, it's dark fantasy. So things are fantastical, like Guts being able to wield this sword in the first place, which I don't even think that's fantastical. Look at the fucking size of Guts. Dude is the size of a house. He's half Thor Bjornsson size. Him handling a sword like that is not unrealistic to me. Deflecting this ball on a chain, definitely fantasy. But he is saying that he's weakening his sword, so there's some realism here. I like that. I'm not too, I'm not too big a fan of too much realism, because I think it takes out some of the fun. Certain things, like, you know, when Gus is fighting all these dudes, Gus fights like 100 dudes here, and he gets, like, fatigued. It reminds me of the Daredevil hallway fight. Where Daredevil is legitimately getting exhausted from fighting these dudes. And you see him start to get sluggish. And that happens to Guts. I love that. That's great. I love that touch in this one as well. He tells Casca, oh, go run back to your scabbard. I don't know if he meant that as a nice thing. I think he just was kind of being a little abrasive to get her to go. You know, because the whole time she's like, I'm not going to leave you, Guts. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. Go. And he had to say something mean so that she'd leave. I don't think he meant it in a super mean way. But it definitely sounded mean to me. But she takes off and finds Judo and the others. And she's like, yo, we have to go and help Guts. They run through the woods literally all night. And by the time they reach Guts, he's exhausted and laying up against the tree. Also, Guts, in the middle of a battlefield, is trying to, he's trying he's to like come up with an idea of a reason why he fights. Like, why am I doing this? I mean, am I just doing this because it's something to do? Like, what the fuck? Like, Griffith talks about people with ideals and shit. And I don't got that. And that sucks. And he's thinking about this shit on the battlefield while 100 men are attacking him. Talk about a badass who's, like, unfazed by this bullshit. But he gets sewn up, and then uh, Judo gives him some fairy weed. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is fairy weed. He winks at Costco real big, and Costco's like, I don't understand. He's like, just take it to Guts. She just takes this whole pouch of medicine. She doesn't get told how to administer this shit. So she just, she just takes it and rubs it all over him. And I bet Judo's like... So did he smoke it? And she's like, what? Judo's like, you wasted all my fairy weed by rubbing it on his body? He's like, well, he said it made him feel better. And Judo's like, maybe I was using it wrong. Fuck, I don't know. But Gus has some deep thoughts about people's hopes and dreams while he's sitting on top of a hilltop looking down on the army. And he essentially comes to the conclusion that he needs to go off and find himself. But he says, like, first, he's gonna help them win this war at least. But after that, he's gonna go find himself. He doesn't have a purpose. He doesn't have anything. He's confused about it. I love that Griffith runs all the way back to be with his polyamorous relationship and i love that guts pushes casca onto griffith you know you happy to see him because she's like a profusely apologizing for like getting guts into trouble and like oh i almost got our star quarterback killed and guts just pushes her on him like i know you're in love with him come on i guess guts finally figured it out after that long talk that they had and beforehand 
Had no idea. No, they're the holy purple rhinos. I think they're the blue whales was the other was the other one. So against purple rhinos, he gets a new big boy badge, and I'm happy to see it back again. It's so silly on it. It just doesn't suit him. That's why it's funny to me. Uh, maybe Guts can go with a, a feather on his helmet instead. Then he can call it macaroni. Griffith is in a meeting with all the military higher-ups, and they're trying to figure out how to crack this shell that is this really fortified fortress that they're going up against. Very, very Lord of the Rings with the place being built into a sheer, like, mountain face so you can't attack it from behind kind of thing. Also, the king that rules that place is the motherfucker that Griffith, that took up Griffith's services that one night. Costco's like, I hope he can control himself on the battlefield and doesn't lose his shit about fighting that guy. I think Costco puts too much stock into what Griffith thinks of this dude. I think Casca thinks that Griffith is still bent out of shape about the whole situation. I don't think Griffith sees anything to be bent out of shape about. Griffith has no shame about doing what he had to do. I think Griffith still thinks that he's disgusting, though. We see that later on in the episode, but I don't think Griffith is losing too much sleep about this dude. He's not worth Griffith's time. The Holy Purple Rhino's fucking armor and gear is so fucking dope. Also, if you are making a live-action Berserk movie, which they're not, and I hope they don't, but if you do... Because I was thinking, I was trying to think, like, man, Game of Thrones is over. What would be a good show fill that gap on HBO? And I thought about like yo berserk as a live action show the budget that hbo had berserk would be amazing and of course you tell the golden arc again because of course you would i know people are tired of the golden arc and they just want to get to the nitty-gritty but i think you need the golden arc to get people to get that ned stark feeling of i think so yeah do the golden arc again especially since it's just a typical game of thrones type show you can watch that fills that gap in and then after the golden arc it becomes evil dead and people love the Evil Dead. HBO, call me. I have some ideas. I would definitely cast that one dude from Spartacus to play the purple rhino guy. Looking him up, his name is Animaeus. The actor's name is uh, Peter Mensa. And I would just get the same guy that played Robert to play the king here as well. The Casting Griffith and Guts is a lot harder. I don't know if I have an answer for you. Like I said, he's he's big like Half-Thor, but I wouldn't cast Half-Thor. Guts tans a little bit better than I think Half-Thor does. <laughs> oddly enough, maybe Brock Lesnar? I say oddly enough because I was talking to my husband yesterday, and I was thinking, man, the only an- the only manga I think that Brock Lesnar would read is Berserk. Maybe John Cena. Who would you cast as Guts? Because I'm curious. Griffith, though, needs to be dropped at fucking gorgeous. I can't think of a dude that's pretty enough to be Griffith. You, I think you have to have a girl in drag. I'm trying to think now of a pretty dude. Zac Efron. Zac Efron is probably the prettiest dude. Put him in a white wig. Let's see what happens. Like Henry Cavill doesn't look that great in a white wig, but maybe Zac Efron could pull it off. Could be the, just that amount of sexy we need to be Griffith. Casca, I'm, I'm right here. Please just give me a call. Thanks. John Cena could probably play the uh, blue whale. I think he can nail that role. The um, purple rhino, they have this big crazy war. And it's actually strategy here. There fucking has to be because this is a crazy fortress that they can't get into. So the strategy was Casca takes her group and goes into the fortress once the king takes all his men and goes. And they probably figured he would do this just because the dude is obsessed with Griffith. Obsessed with him. Griffith's like, I'm going to be just shaking my ass being bait in the front in the front lines. And the right purple round was like, he's a fool. Why is he in the front lines? He's like, to lure out your stupid ass pedophile king. Pedophile king comes a running. Like, also, when we see Pedo King in his castle talking to uh, Peter Mensa there, he's like in a jacuzzi with a bunch of dudes with their hair cut like Griffith. And it was like, mmm. And then my husband was like, oh, are those those same boys that like he had when Griffith was there? And I was like, oh God, those poor boys probably had to suffer like years of abuse, just years of abuse. After he had a taste of Griffith, he chased that dragon forever. So he's like, yo, all you motherfuckers to cut your hair to look like Griffith. All you motherfuckers. This guy is fucked up. His obsession leads to his downfall. Because uh, he does, he comes, he leaves there, leaves all his army, and they're like, we're a fortified thing, we don't have to worry about shit. And also, we have the blue whales back. Hey, what's up, buddy? Too bad, it's actually, the blue whale's actually a Trojan horse. 
he's being held prisoner and Cosk used their armor to get in. They get in and take the fortress, but also the blue whale motherfuckers is still being a dickhead to Cosk. And Cosk is like, I'm tired of your fucking shit. Let's go. Let's fight right now. That's how you deal with your problems. A guy's being an asshole to you, whip out a sword and duel that motherfucker right there on the spot. And dude ends up eating sword for lunch just because he was a bastard. But yeah, on the battlefield, Guts gets a special present. The big Akuma guy gives him a badass sword. He throws that shit from a cliff that's way over there. So I'm thinking, yo, this motherfucker Zod must be, has astronomical fucking strength. He throws that fucking sword so far and Guts uses that sword to win the day. It's a shame that the Rhino guy has to go because I felt like he could have been a great addition to Griffith's army. He just seems like an honorable fighter, you know? It's a shame, though, that he was on the wrong side. That, that's that's one of those things. It's like, oh man, do you think love can bloom on the battlefield? <laughs> Griffith was like, oh, I have a plan. I'm going to go out there in the front lines. I felt like that Dexter meme of like, Griffith stunt on them hoes. Was the only, that's the only thing I could think of. The king gets knocked off his fucking horse. Griffith approaches him just after the whole war is over, after the battle is won. And he like, oh, oh my God, it's, it's Griffith. And he like touches him and Griffith like backs his horse up like, don't fucking touch me. And then he's like, I've thought about you ever since. And Griffith's like, you're insignificant. You're a pebble. And I'm like, yo, that pebble speech he gave to the king is the most live your life so that you can one day give that speech to your enemies. And I bet Griffith sets those boys free also. I enjoyed that chunk. Uh, and I enjoyed those battles. Sometimes a family can be two battles. <laughs> this chunk, everything seems great. Like, this is the happiest chunk. Outside of all the sexual abuse, this is a great, pretty great chunk of Berserk. I mean, as great as in happy. Like, it's happy. They're having a good... This is one of the, the, this battle against the Rhino seems to be like one of their highlights of their military careers. Thanks for letting me uh, talk about Berserk. Give me a reason to do this shit. You guys are dope. Definitely let me know about who you would cast in the Berserk. Netflix has been sniffing around the Netflix, the Berserk IP for a while. And I'm nervous because Netflix sucks. And I hope the HBO gets it instead. Thanks for listening.